0: Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
1: <laughs> hey, this is Kerry King from Slayer, and you're watching Talking Metal on Fuse.
2: If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. com names as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting fast and easy website builders, and much more. As a listener of the Talking Metal podcast, enter METAL2, that's M-E-T-A-L-2, when you check out, and you will save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions may apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com, official sponsor of the Talking Metal Podcast. Rock rock over London,
1: Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com.
2: Hey guys, welcome to the historic 200th episode of Talking Metal. A big Talking Metal toast.
3: Did you hear that?
2: Very good. We
3: are rocking out. Talking Metal style, midtown Manhattan. That's right. At Bionic Studios, the greatest recording studio in New York City.
2: That's correct. And you are listening to the greatest podcast in the world, period.
3: All time.
2: Of all time. Period.
3: Not comma, period.
2: We started this uh, many years ago in 2005, I think August of 2005, with CC Banana stopping by. Yeah. And now we have gotten to the point where we are having. Major, major stars like Ozzy Osbourne on the podcast. He will be on today's podcast. This is the second time he'll be appearing on the podcast. Absolutely.
3: Ozzy Osbourne has been on our podcast a while back. We did a great interview in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going national with Talking Metal.
2: Yeah, national.
3: Yeah. We started out in Jersey City,
2: New Jersey, but now we're going national. Yeah, that's right. This Ozzy interview took place at the Mohegan Sun up in Connecticut back in January. And we had seen him a few weeks before this at the Garden, and we took a drive up there and did an interview with him for the Talking Metal on Fuse TV show. They have allowed us to uh, broadcast it to you here as promotion, so be sure to tune in to Talking Metal on Fuse to catch Ozzy Osbourne and Kerry King on Fuse, on Talking Metal. Absolutely, and we are going to bring both of those uncut
3: interviews, and we say uncut, We mean uncut. We're going to play the tape from the start
2: to the finish, including Ozzy's famous exit. And let's set this up. Fuse producers had actually suggested that we bring our guitars. This is a little uh, behind-the-scenes look at what happened. Because Uh they loved so much what happened with Dave Mustaine and you at the Dave Mustaine interview, where you guys started playing. So we had actually brought our guitars and and we're gonna play Crazy Train. They wanted us to just pull the guitars out and play Crazy Train. And (laughs) we never got that far because Ozzy kind of like, uh, he was very anxious that night and uh, it was before he played and I kind of was gearing up to throw some more questions at him and I said, I know you got a show to do and I was about to say, but I wanna ask you a couple questions about some obscure Black Sabbath songs. And I didn't even get the whole sentence out. I said, I know you have a show to do. And he's like, you're right. Take care. (laughs) And he got up and he (laughs) ran out. He was very
3: polite, though, because after he said that, he shook both of our hands and left. Yeah,
2: but it was obvious to me that I wasn't about to say, Ozzy, I still have more questions. And by the way, we want to serenade you with uh, our rendition of of Crazy Crazy Train, Train. which we had rehearsed like 50 times in the dressing room. and I don't think he would have been in a, a mood to hear us play you that. You know what it was? Is that it wasn't. Because in Vegas, he was like so relaxed. Yeah. This sh- in Connecticut, he was a little more tense. Very nice, still. Very you nice. Know, and laughing with us and having a good time, but not quite as relaxed as he had been in Vegas. You know what it was?
3: Was that Ozzy was very, very sick. I could tell um, he had a bad cold and he was just gearing up for the show. And who knows what was going on in the Ozzy camp. You know, it's very hard to put on one of these major rock concerts. So, Ozzy. Was nice enough to take the time out to hook up with Talking Metal on Fuse and then go do an Ozzy Osbourne concert. So we were thankful for that and uh, it made for some really fun television and now podcast.
2: Yeah, definitely. And a big thanks to the people over at Fuse for allowing us to air this. Check out fuse.tv slash Talking Metal. I love the section, the video section there yes. where you can get. You know the clips that didn't make the shows from the uh, didn't make the show from the interviews, and you can get the jams without talking, without and stuff talking, like that. and for the most part, most of them are uncut, uncut. Yeah.
3: So anyway, we just want to thank you guys for this because you know what I wanted to do, Mark. I wanted to pull up, and I don't know if we have the technology to do this, but I just wanted to start reading some of the names. From the talking yeah, metal forums well, because you and everybody, even you if you're don't not don't know on the if
2: forums, we have the technology. Yeah,
3: I'm not it. sure if we have the technology to do that. <laughs> do
2: we? Dude, I got a computer sitting okay, right in Pull front it up, of right?
3: <laughs> I wasn't sure. You know, I want to thank all of the people that made this possible. I want to thank the artists that came on Talking Metal. I wanna thank Fuse. But most importantly, I wanna thank you listeners of Talking Metal. And and this comes from I'm not one with words, but this comes from the bottom of my heart. And you guys, you've made this all
2: possible. And let's rattle off some of these names, Yeah, Mark. definitely. This comes from TalkingMetalForums.com. We got the Planet Smashers. There's only four of them. Z-Man. Z-Man, you are unbelievable. We have Mo Joel coming Mo in Joel, second. Mo Joel, unbelievable. Z-Man has 2,426 posts. By the way. I have
3: like less than 500 posts and I'm like, the guy from Talking Metal and oh, Z-Man right. is insane, yeah. and so is Mo Joel,
2: Any Mo, of these planets? Joel in second place. Metalhead ninety one, also A planet. Metalhead
3: ninety one is the guy with the cool uh, George Bush with the metal sign. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah I love right. that
2: sign. Yeah. I love it. We got Ali at uh, number four, also a planet smasher. He is constantly defending the one and only Axel on Axel Ali. Very good. He takes no no uh, you know what from. Drop D. Ali, you
3: were cool, too. And we love Drop D, but don't take any you-know-what from him.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm in number five. I'm not in a Planet you. Smasher. I am, I moderator. guess, considered a moderator. We have Exciter, Emperor of the f and Moon.
3: John Casimano, not Rachel Ray's husband. And don't worry, guys.
2: We'll start cursing again.
3: John Casimano was the dude that started the Talking Metal Forums one of the coolest people. I've hung out with him in Baltimore. I've hung out with him in New York City multiple times. He is very, very cool.
2: Definitely. Uh, I said four Planet Smashers. There's actually five. The fifth is Aaron underscore W. Aaron W. Rock on. Yeah. Always posting Aaron. Aaron's a great guy. We got Arrow Guns coming in with uh, 759 posts.
3: I love that name, Arrow He's Guns. He's a certified metalhead. He's like Aerosmith meets Guns and Roses. And by the way, I'm eating a Swedish fish because I love Swedish fish.
2: Drop D, the I love guy him. Man. Who's always stirring, stirring up, trouble up trouble in right? the guns and roses
3: section there. We love Drop D too, and we're just kidding around.
2: Ranch on Mars, Sergeant Politeness, True Metalhead 666, Rackham twelve oh seven, premonition, astronomy, Bert Gabriel, right next to Astronomy. <laughs> Biker Chick from Texas. Hideous. Hideous sometimes is a little controversial. Yeah, I like
3: yeah. that. That's good. We need some controversy on the
2: forums because. That, that True Metal had 666s six, six, too. Really? He, yeah, he right. stirs right. things up.
3: Good. I love it. Hey, True yeah. Metal had 666. Six, 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 you're cool. He's Hideous is all about cool? the True Metal. Hideous is in a band. We played some of his music on Talking Metal. Metal Gal Forever. forever. I like that we got Metal Gal metal Forever head. and uh,
2: like a Chick from Texas. Of course, Jared. Jared Matthews, who's a good part of Talking Metal. Top guy. Warg Rider. Love
3: that name. I always thought that was a cool handle.
2: Jayhawk. J, Jayhawk good, Jason. Good friend. Uh, not J, Well, there's Jayhawk followed by Jay, who's a good friend who came into town and uh, actually stopped by Bionic when he was here. Mooch. Mooch. Shotaholic. Shotaholic, very cool. Pizza Man. I guess he's back to Pizza Man. Pizza he was, Man? He was Pizza Man Metal and then Piano Customer man. Service Man. Now yeah, yeah. he's back to Pizza Man.
3: We have Metal Piano Man. Where's Metal Piano uh, Man? I don't know. I don't see I think that. that's the name, Metal Piano Man, unless I'm pronouncing it wrong. But, I don't uh, know I got what, a what, personal email from him. this.
2: A-T-L-G-A-L-U-B.
3: Oh, I always pronounce that Alt-Glob, but it's probably some alt glaub yeah. or something like that. Slade Desire. Yeah, good name. Good name. Cool dude. Lutziga. That's Dan, uh, Dan, that's from, Dan Chicago. from Chicago. The yeah. Lutzka. The
2: Lutzka. The Lutzka Overkill 1988. Redbeard, I believe is one of the guys from Swashbuckle actually. Could that be right? Redbeard? No. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the guy. No, I no, 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 no. That's not the guy from Swashbuckle. Oh, that that's Admiral Nobeard, Mr. Oh, okay. As. <laughs> I don't know who Redbeard is. He the guy from Swashbuckle doesn't post that often. He stops by like once a month. But Redbeard is a is a main poster. Yellowfin who is yes. the guy from Overloaded. Right, right. Band Eric. That we right. love, yeah. And not to be confused on on with yellowfin tuna. That's a sushi. And you guys can check this out for yourself. Just go to Talking Metal forums.
3: I want to thank all of you guys, all the people that are on the forums, even if we didn't mention your name, man, you guys rule. And I personally want to thank you because I'm not even kidding. I changed my entire life because of you guys. Mark and I started this. And then the next thing you know, my life got consumed by Talking Metal. And here we are now, 200 episodes later. Views TV series under our belts, and we couldn't have done it without you.
2: So, yeah. thank you. Honestly, guys, thanks for sticking with us. And we're going to actually get right into this Ozzy Osbourne interview. But first, guys, you have to register your podcast <laughs> through GoDaddy. Yeah. GoDaddy <laughs> is back as a sponsor oh, yes. on the 200th episode. Where's the copy? Where is it? I forgot to print it out. But before we get into that, a very important bit of info for you guys. They're back. GoDaddy.com. Right. We, we are psyched, man. GoDaddy, who was a major sponsor for us last year, is back for some more sponsorship of the number one most listened to heavy metal hard rock podcast, Talking Metal.
3: By the way, Mark, I got to tell you a major announcement that I just found out today.
2: What's that? You know how many
3: hits we had to our website in March? No. Three point five million. Wow, million. That's not hits. downloads of the podcast. That's, no, that's hits to the hits website. to the website. Yeah. Three point five million hits.
2: <laughs> million. Million hits. Anyways. Guys, let's show GoDaddy the talking metalhead army. Let's all go to TalkingMetal.com and click through those links.
3: Plus, as a listener of the Talking Metal podcast, enter code METAL2. That's M-E-T-A-L-2. When you check out and save an additional 10% on any order, some restrictions do apply. See site for details and get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. We actually have some other codes too, Mark. Enter
2: code METAL1, that's METAL1, one, M-E-T-A-L-1, one, and get your .com domain name for just six ninety five a year. Some restrictions apply, see site for details. And we've got another code for you, and that
3: is METAL3, that's M-E-T-A-L-3, and save an additional Five bucks, that's five entire dollars off of any order over $30 or more. Once again, some restrictions apply. See site for details and get your piece of the internet at our favorite site, GoDaddy.com with the exception of TalkingMetal.com and Fuse.tv.
2: Yeah. But (laughs) seriously, guys, we'll move right on into the Ozzy interview. But do us a favor. If you or anybody you know needs to secure a domain name, do it using one of those codes or do it by going to TalkingMetal.com and clicking through to GoDaddy.com using those banners. Thank you. This is Ozzy Osbourne. On tour for Black Rain, right before his show in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun. What is it? Mystic, Connecticut, up there or something? It's near
3: Mystic, which is a place that I actually performed once back in the mid '80s. I'm, not, oh, I'm wow. not even kidding. I performed there one time. I didn't even tell you about that. Uh, the
2: Mohegan Sun Casino is such a, uh, an amazing. It's like facility. new. I mean, it yeah, seems real new. new. Yeah, really, really nice on an Indian reservation. A, a beautiful Why don't we facility. Get into
3: a little Aussie music before the interview and then we'll come out with some more Ozzy music cool this is
2: per John's request Rock and Roll Rebel off Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Osborne. use the links in today's show notes to purchase this track on iTunes
3: recently hooked up with Zach, we did a little jam, and, and during uh, a break he told us about a story that happened in Prague. You guys were talking a little bit about Keith Moon, John Bonham, something happened, can you tell us about it?
0: Um, we were both drunk, it was a long time ago uh, and I'd never thrown a TV out the window so we did that. <laughs>
3: That's amazing. How did you do it? Like was it hard to throw it? No,
0: or? no, I didn't it through it, I, I just, I couldn't open the window so I pushed the window open. There's one other thing I can add to the list.
2: That's great. Ozzy, one of my favorite things as a kid was uh, the Us Festival, 1983. Yeah. And it was just, has become such a historic moment in heavy metal history. And I wanted to ask you about your memories of playing. Oh,
0: yes. Uh, my wife had got me this fucking Zulu suit thing, the bone through, I don't know, kind of, I can't. But the, but the one thing that was bad about that was. There were so many people, and un- no, not enough, not adequate enough to toilets or drinking water, and that's always been my thing with the Azfest, I mainly because I mean to stand out in that weather all day long, and that was a desert. Right. I mean, it's, it's, people are killed there, people got run over, people got disappeared, and it's like, it, it, it was done pretty well. But um, I remember the one thing that sticks out in my mind. The first day it was uh, a country where which the thing uh, Willie Nelson and all like that. Then it was uh, heavy metal or whatever right. you call it. The day after it, it was going kind to of David Bowie and whatever. And Van Halen had a, uh, they were headlining and um, they had a clause in their country, I don't, know, I don't know what the word is, but that no one on the event could have a, a higher salary than they. They've got to be compatible. So Bowie got a, a million bucks. And so did um, Van Halen. The thing was, I mean, I thought you got a million dollars. They were all smashed a bit, which is, you know. um, I'd at least try and do a a, a five-dollar show. Right, right, yeah. I mean, you know, but I've done that, you know. I've done this sort of I mean, but it's just, just at that time, it was an awful lot of money to get, you know, to be normal. Dave Lee Roth was out of it, you know. But hey, I'm not slagging. I mean, I've done bad things, not worse things, you know. I'm not an angel. Right.
2: Now, a a lot of people, when they think of you, they always think of guitar players and, of course, Randy Rhodes, Zach Mm. Wilde. But speaking of the Us Festival, that was kind of an introduction, for me at least, to Jakey Lee. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, Jakey Lee was a good guitar player. I mean, Jake was uh, a harmless guy. He was, uh, he, he was uh, very to himself. In actual fact, more than as much, rather, as playing guitar. He was into sort of messing around with old cars and things, you know? Oh,
2: yeah? Was he blind? Legally blind? I heard he had no, more eyesight. blind?
3: No. I was, I <laughs> now, Ozzy, um, I consider Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman... The Bible for what I consider heavy metal music, and and Randy was such a huge influence on me as a guitar player, and I remember the After Hours video, the performance. Do you have any other video with no. Randy? Wow. No. Wow. So that is it.
0: Um, unfortunately, dear old Randy was like uh, we, we were just doing that first and second tour with the because we did the first two albums. I, I can very remember like virtually simultaneously, we did one, went out on an exploratory thing in England, came back and did another one, and it was like, they hadn't released it in America then, so it was great because we could go out and carry on going out, you know, we'd just have a short break and go back out again. And um, we had so much fun, I mean, in in both Black Sabbath and my own career, solo career, uh, the early days were always the best. Because you know he got, n- got nothing to lose, and everything a guy. So you just got not just like a party every night, you know. But good, you know, pranks and things. <laughs> and Randy was, Randy was, Randy was, Randy's was very funny at some time. One of the things he he didn't drink much. He drank what well, is it? I can't remember. And uh, he didn't drink it all the time like I was. But he when he would have a drink, or he would have his little pig nose amplifier. And uh, he'd, he'd go to. I remember one time we in Canada, and there was a guy playing a piano right in the bar, and it was all classical stuff. And then Randy goes, um, "So he whispers in his ear and he asks him if he can go and get a guitar and play with him." Wow! So <laughs> the guy goes, "Sure." So he comes out with his little pig nose and he starts playing his white Les Paul. And he's doing all the. Collect- the guy's like, "Wow, you know what you're doing, you know? right, cause he but was. Then cracking. he starts doing all these shapes and, <laughs> and rock and roll shapes. hysterical. I mean, I I, I still can't believe he's gone. To be honest, you. Know?
3: Did you think that those albums and his playing were going to have such a huge impact on metal and? Well, the you know
0: rockers? what, you know what, it's like. It's such a long time ago, and it was. Uh, and people say to me, "What's your best ever album?" And I go, "I haven't made it yet." Because if I say it was Blizzard of Ours Diary, I meant or, or whatever Bark at the the and so on and so on. That means to say to me that every album I done after that wasn't any good. Right. You know? So for my own sake, I just, I, I, mean, I, I I'm always striving, you know. And uh, but those, I mean, it was just a fun period in my life. You know, it's kind of like. Every emotional devastation. My, my my father dies. Uh, Black Sabbath boot me out. Well, uh, uh, I find Randy Rose. I think he's gonna go work. And then my wife divorces me, and it was like that all for a, a few years. And when Randy got killed, I remember saying to Sharon, "I'm out of here. I can't take this shit anymore." And so she goes, "No, you know." And she goes, "You know, Randy wouldn't have wanted that, you know."
3: Right.
0: But Kevin the just passed away as well. I know. Yeah. I can't we
3: believe we can't believe that man. It,
0: it, um, I, I don't know much about Kevin Debrough. Uh I know of him. and I have heard him singing. He had a great voice. <coughs> great range, yeah.
2: So, Ozzy, we recently spoke with Tony Iommi, and he was telling us about when you guys were in Black Sabbath back in the 70s, hanging out with Led Zeppelin. And how um, you guys were friends, and maybe even he suggested that he I, that he remembered jamming. Black Sabbath oh, yeah. led up on jamming. Uh, we together. were down
0: at a stu- with, um, Morgan Studios in Wilson, and it was when they had that uh, their own label, and trying, we just let, left our our manager and label. And um, John Paul Jones, John Bonham, and Robert Plant came down to trying to coax us to sign up with them. you know? Wow! And we all jammed in this, in the studio. Um, then I became. I, mean, I was quite kind of a, a good friend with John Bonham. Yeah? Sure. Um, and it was hard when he died. It was a bit. To be honest with he, you, he, he could drink, man. Yeah. I mean, when I look back now, he was like 32 years old when he died. I'm thinking it was nothing. But his, br- his son, he's a great drummer. I mean, I remember going to his his house one day, and I, I, th- I, I assumed that he was playing the, the tapes of his. Um, Session with Zeppelin, the drum track, you know. And I'm, I'm going to take another, he's in another room, and then he goes, hold on a minute. So he goes in the room, he goes, no, foot first, cymbal after. Why the hell was he talking to? And he goes, I said, who's that? He goes, have a look. And Jason couldn't have been more than five, and he would have knocked anybody sucks up at that age. Man, you know. even he at that young age. Was, he was phenomenal.
2: He still is a great drummer. They did these reunion con- the one reunion concert with Jason in, uh, in England. Do you think they should do a tour?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not their manager. <laughs> Get them on Ozfest, maybe? No. I mean, the inquiries for that gig were up in the millions. You know. Yeah. I mean.
3: Even the average ticket price for anyone who was there was like a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think.
2: It Fifteen thousand or hundred thousand. What about Ozfest 2008? Is it in the worst? You have to speak
0: you? to my mentor about that. Yeah. Because I really, I, ain't, she, she comes up with these ideas, and I go, oh yeah. And then the next day, it's changed again. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I get, I get my head in advice because you like, I don't know what she's going to do it. Like, right. I want to make another record not as long as it took this one. You know, down to earth, and this one six years. I didn't realize it was that long.
2: Cool.
3: So, Ozzy, um, you've you've been with Zach now for for roughly about twenty years. What makes your relationship so strong with him?
0: Um, he's loyal. He's he's, he's now. I mean, he, I've watched this guy come from being a a skinny, a tall little, a tall skinny guy with a with a a a, a dream that he wanted, and, and and I've always said to people, you know. If you have a dream don't, and you really want it to happen, just keep, keep, keep going, I think, because you're, eventually you'll get some success. And I watched Zach grow into this think, monster, you know. I mean, he's nothing. The, the Zach that joined me is nowhere near what the Zach is. I mean, he's progressing in just so many ways. Right. He's great. He's, he's a good guy to have on your side as well, you know. Definitely. Very respectful.
3: Yeah, he seems very loyal, and, and I know you're, you're the godfather of uh, one of his kids, right? Yeah,
0: Jesse. Yeah, he was.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so Ozzy, uh, I recently got the Masters of War record by Mountain. Yep. And you're singing on it. Yep. And uh, you've had a long history with Leslie
0: West, yeah, right? Well, Leslie West was the first guy to ever give me cocaine. Oh, really? <laughs> and I so say, oh, I don't know where that's going, but I remember it was him back in the day. But he was, when Mountie was going, way back when, <laughs> um, we came from England, Black Sabbath, and we didn't, every English band was, to, uh, dream was to get to the US. You know, and when we got here, and we were opening up for a, a, a um, mountain, um, Boxall Myers, um, it was like we sort of uh, it, uh, kind of was like a step up. They had all the gear, the jewelry, the the hats, the right. p- clothes, and the, a private play and whatever. We thought, fucking you know, this is great, you know. But um, yeah, I've I've, I've always respected him as a player. Randy It was one of his f- best player, wow. F- wow. Favorite wow. players. Favorite players. That's that the true. thing with uh, back then. It was all that finger tapping and stuff. Right. And uh. I can appreciate that, but what, what, what Randy Rhodes would do would, would mix it all in, you know? you know. A solo on the first album on Side 2, it, it, it was like an interesting piece of music that he did. But I, I don't believe he would have been doing rock and roll much anymore, he wanted to get a degree in classical music, he wanted to quit. On that last, on that last journey, if I remember right, uh, from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to f- f- Florida. He said, oh, I'm thinking about Christian Rock. I said, what? He said, I want to go to UCLA and get a classical. Because every time he would look in the Yellow Pages and get a classical t-shirt to come around and uh, um, give him a lesson. Right. Go, Why don't you take a day off? He was just passionate about it, you know. But um, unfortunately, wow. somebody else wanted him. You know? Right. And he, he did not abuse drugs, booze, he smokes. The guy was dedicated to his art and craft, you know. Did he speak with his mother at all? Oh yeah, I mean, shock. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see her as much as I should of her because she's getting older now. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a, a few years ago when we, when we uh, when I go, when I got when I got that rock and roll hall no rock and was roll I don't know one of the award things
2: the walk the rock and roll walk or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, the that's what, she Center, was, yeah, she was
0: there. Yeah. And uh, I always get sad, you know, sharing yeah, and sure. my wife just feels sad, terrible, because it must be the hardest thing for any parent to lose their child.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think Sharon feels a bit, you know, on, on, she still hasn't got over it properly, I don't think.
2: How are the dogs? Which ones? All of them. <laughs> Did you get any new ones recently?
0: Oh, yeah, I got a bulldog. Bulldog? bulldog. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, I mean, I got all. Oh, it's Christmas day. She goes, "Do you want your Christmas present, Dad?" Oh yeah, and a fucking dog. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I can't go another bag of shit to, to clean up. You know? <laughs> and you can't go. Oh, you fucking idiot! I don't want. I soon fall in them. I love dogs. Do you know how many
2: you have right now?
0: Minnie, Maggie, Lola, Martin, Rubers. But, play eleven. Eleven. Wow! Mm-hmm.
2: I I just uh, we just got a golden retriever. Puppy. Great, great dogs. Yeah,
0: so we got I got one in England. He's he's so clever.
2: And I, I, we actually we actually named him uh, in your honor. His name's Ozzy. And oh, thanks for that yeah, fucking yeah. dog. No, after no, me, couldn't be like a. <laughs> but, <laughs> I
0: feel uh, really happy though. that's so yeah. our Christmas shit, card. Go, oh,
2: that Ozzy. <laughs> oh well, we love Ozzy and we love Ozzy the dog. He's awesome and. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, can he sing? He can't. He can't sing. Oh, they got the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: So, see I heard that you just got a cell phone for the first time.
0: Is that true? Yeah, but I, 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 I go, oh, this is magic, you know. and It's like it's it's. What amazed me, I, I first had one when I first came out in the car. You know, it was like a fucking shoe, like a, with a an giant thing, and a right? backpack. You yeah. know, <laughs> and it was like I'm posing around London with this fucking phone. Now he's like. What would you like for dinner? <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand how I, how I can pack all that information. It's just it's a small thing. But I've got one, because I, but it's, my, my dyslexia is so fucking bad, I can't read it. I'll take a number then, and I'll go, what the fuck? Was I writing when and i go back to you. It. So it's, it's all programmed into my phone.
3: Uh, how's Jack doing? The last time we hooked up with you, you, you said that he thought he was Robocop because he was doing that police
0: Reality oh, oh, well, show. What's he up to now? Um, he started. he's just started. started, started oh, got done, um, started a of a production company, and uh, I, I, I don't really know. But he's he, he's a really good guy, Jack. He's he's really. You know, he just. He, he don't just sit on his thoughts. He gets up and has a go. I mean, he, 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 when he was doing that uh, adrenaline junkie, try excuse me. I'm, I, no problem. Do you need a tissue or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when he was in that adrenaline junkie, he climbed up uh, Al Capitan. Oh, yeah.
3: It, and like it's it, like
0: 4,000 feet. That's unbelievable. Straight up. And I go, you know what? I'm a nutcase, but no, that's got to be crazy.
3: I'd be afraid to to do anything like that. that, that if I stood on so a dangerous. table, like a <laughs> fucking
0: birds <ago. laughs> yeah. He'd yeah. call me up every night and he'd go, Dad, you know what I am now? I go, no, I'm just looking at the stars. I go, okay. I'm, I'm on a cradle bed, and what they would do, would nail these, like, spike things to the wall, the rest these, like, carts. I'm oh, like, fuck that, man. And you, like, look down, it's like, shh, 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 death. <laughs> okay. but, but Sharon and I fell to, 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 get it when he descended back and down, and he was really happy to see it. It was, it was very, uh, it, it was a wonderful moment, you know. Wow. Very
2: cool. Well, Ozzy, we know you have a show to do. Oh, in, yeah, uh, I do. Tonight. i got to get on. Nice talking to you, sir. We really appreciate you. Excellent. thank you very much. You're man. welcome.
3: up on episode 200 is the uncut Talking Metal on Fuse interview we did with Kerry King of Slayer out at Napa 29 in Southern California. But first, let's hear some raining blood.
2: down here at Napa 29 with Carrie King, a true innovator in metal. Carrie, it's an honor. Thank you for joining us. And talking. Absolutely, man. Kerry, you've given us so
3: much great music
2: through the years. The first time I saw you
3: live was it was either in 88 or 89 Orpheum Theater in Boston, Massachusetts, south of heaven, and uh, I was just blown away by the, the sheer power by the uh, Marshalls three or four high, and I had never seen anything like that before.
1: I'm trying to think of the Orpheum because there's there's so many places we played throughout time, and I remember the name, the Orpheum, but I don't remember that place. Right, it was like a theater,
3: kind of like almost theaters. Like down, theaters were fun, theater. man. And yeah. in those
1: days, I loved playing theaters because generally they'd have an open floor, right. so kids can do what they want. Then you have the this level, that level. Right, that's exactly. They the can kind be whatever they want. What if you want to be in the mix, you can be in the mix. If you want to just chill and watch, you can do that, was it was an amazing show, and uh, kind of like felt for them. Yeah, absolutely. Except Felt form got destroyed. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't our fault. It was fun. <laughs>
2: so, Carrie, I've never been this close to you. You know, I've seen you on stage, I've seen you in pictures, and your tattoo work is amazing, phenomenal. Is this all Paul Booth? Every or other this side's, artists? This side
1: this side's Paul Booth.
2: I love and it. Paul
1: He finished this dude and then, you know, we just went on and on and on and I'm on tour. And he goes to Europe and Japan, and right. you know we just can't get together as much as we'd like to. So the only one that was done was this one. But when he comes back and finishes everybody else, he might touch that guy up too. You know, yeah. it'll just be a different look. Okay. And you know, I'm not on tour, so I haven't got my arm hair gone. That's like my warrior look when I'm on tour. Got to get rid of the hair because I guess you're off the tats.
2: Oh, okay, cool. And do you, do you just let him kind of go, or do you have a vision? Of totally, I can totally let him go. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Beautiful stuff. He's he's a sick freak.
3: And you know what I think is great is that these tats end up on the graphics on your
1: guitars as well. Mostly the tribal stuff, because that's... We were talking about um, Bernie Rico earlier. Right. And Bernie Rico Jr., it was his idea to put the tribal, incorporate that into the guitars. It was his idea, and kind of ran with it. And, you know, now all my BC Riches have that stuff. Now I've got stuff on um, Dunlop, I got a couple pedals, I got strings coming out this uh, January's Nam show, and it's all got my hand tattoo on it. Very cool. So they ran like a little promotion, and um, that's that, the head. Right, the the new initial head. Yep. It's all, you know, it's kind of cool because people people look at this, they think of me, you know, it's kind of like what the nails used to represent.
3: Right. And I still wear
1: those from time to time, but this has become what it is, and it's like every product I put out, it's got the tribal on it.
3: You were the first person to have, like, we all love the armbands with the spikes, you know, standard little pyramid spikes, but you had actual full-on nails coming out. Yeah. That's out of control. I think you
1: were the first guy to do that. That's a good story. Um, <laughs> Let's we, this. we played a show, I believe it was the Roxy, and we never really hit Hollywood that much, but we were playing with, it was us, it was Bitch. I know for a fact, I would imagine Savage Grace... And somebody cool. else, but bitch, they had a, a bass player, and he came out with like leg gauntlets and arm gauntlets. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know the dude. You know, he was an acquaintance. I debuted the nails that day. He be- uh-huh. he debuted all those that day. His were like that big, right? And
2: but yours were like mine were right, like two yeah, and a half like inches. Spikes.
1: It was huge, right. and you know, it was kind of like the how I describe what we do in Slayer. It's it's like riding the line between. Incredibly heavy and ridiculous, and right. you got to know what that line is, because a lot of bands go over that line in their in their music and their tempo, whatever, right. but you know I, I, at that point there was a two and a half inch nail, and I 'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know if I go any bigger, it's kind of ridiculous, so I want to do it right. and that's when I debuted that he had these things, and I just killed him in a one two punch without even thinking about it right. and he was it was it, I don't even know what he thought about it. Didn't talk to him, you know. At that point, L.A. bands, O.C. bands, we weren't best of friends. But um, it's funny that I debuted mine and he debuted his, and I just stomped all over. Yeah, because his were up. yours were just like three times the size. Yeah, it, it, his. you know, I just I just went for the limit, and I thought right. that's the limit.
3: And you can only wear that on the left hand, on mm-hmm. the left arm, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. the the other arm, middle. Destroyer guitar.
1: Yeah, and um, even though in the early days I wore it for most of the set, now you'll see it like first two songs. You might see it as an encore because we're playing more intricate stuff, and my tendons don't like being wrapped up. Right. I found that out. Which is uh, in the last ten years,
3: get tendonitis from wearing too much. Yeah, in the last ten years, I found that out.
1: So I'll wear a couple. Like, um, if we open with disciple, I'll wear it. If we don't play anything after, that's cool because I can take it off. But then if we do anything intricate, I can't do it. So, you know, people say, hey, why don't you wear the nails all the time? It's like, well, you know, we're playing harder stuff than we did back then, and it can't happen. Absolutely.
2: Now, when you go back to your younger days, like late 70s, early 80s, what were some of the metal bands that helped form who you are? Like, was Saxon or UFO or even Maiden influential?
1: I was really into UFO. Yeah, Michael Schenker, I mean... I, I don't have a bad word in my mouth about Michael Schenker. He's, I don't care what crappy music he's put out, he's a god. Right. He's a god. Awesome.
2: Right.
1: Um, Van Halen. Van Halen. You know, I, I saw Van Halen probably six times on their first three albums. Wow. And then after that, I never saw him again because Eddie quit being Eddie. You know, that's kind of a bad thing to say. But realistically, he, he wasn't doing i the One. He wasn't doing Eruption. Even yeah. though he played it live, the albums didn't have it. You know, Mm -hmm. they became more of a pop band. Right. And I don't want people to think I don't like Van Halen. I fucking love Van Halen. But um, when they became a pop band, I didn't care. And the funny thing is, my first introduction to Judas Priest was probably on uh, being an LA boy, uh, KMET or KLOS All right. So that would have meant breaking the law and living after midnight.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, man, a couple guitars, that's cool. I I was coming on my guitar. I'm like, a couple of guitars, that's awesome. The singer's badass. And then you buy the record, and you're like, but there's all these other songs that kill those two. Yeah, definitely. But that's what that was my introduction, sure. you know. And then next time they came through town was on Point of Entry.
2: Great record too.
1: It kind of odd in in traditional priest fashion. It was it was what do you want to say more bluesy maybe? It wasn't just full blown metal like I right. expected. And I went and saw him play and made yeah. an open for him. Oh okay. Right. And I'm sorry Rob. I'm sorry Glenn. Sorry KK. Iron Man kicked the shit out of you that tour.
2: <laughs> and was that was that with Paul Deanna? Was that yeah? It kill- was. Yeah, it, it, was. was Killers, it was my yeah. first
1: introduction to Maiden. Okay. And it was ridiculous. They were so good. And Priest was good too, but it just wasn't traditional Priest. You know.
2: And what are some of your favorite songs off that Killers record?
1: Oh man. Killers. Um I
2: always like Murders in the Rumor, it's a great one.
1: We used to play the intro to Org. Morgue, yeah. you know, but we never played it live, because just, you know, we might have played that live, actually. That's a long time ago. room Morgue, awesome, Killers, I'm Rath- trying to think of what's Rathchild. on that. Drifter. Of course, of course, out Child. Is on there. Um... But I mean, beyond that one, when Bruce got in the band, Number of the Beast, which is my last favorite Maiden record, because after that, it mm. became too Maideny. you know what I mean? Right. But with Number of the Beast, man, How it Be Thy Name is probably one of the best songs they ever wrote. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and we got to talk about Tony Iommi, too. Right. <laughs> right. That's my next question
3: was, we're all fans of Sabbath, and I know you always loved
1: Iommi. What are some of your great Iommi stories? Well, it just happened this last summer um, when I went to do Music Live in Birmingham, signed for Marshall a couple days, and um, the Classic Rock Awards were the Monday. I was supposed to go home that day. And um, my friends at Metal Hammer said, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, see the awards, you know, we'd love to have you there. And I went, well, yeah, I'd like to go home. Yeah, everybody wants to go home when they're overseas. Right. And they said, well, all right, how about if you present an award to Tony? And I went, wow. Like, what an honor to do that. What line do I got to get into to do that, you know? Right. So I get there, and, you know, I've done guitar abuse where I talk to fans, you know, I talk to... I can talk it on a mic. I can do that now. I can talk in front of cameras, whatever. <laughs> but I sat down at that table and I started seeing these superstars come in. You know, whether you like them or not. I mean, right. Steven Tyler, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, all of Heaven and Hell, wow. Joe Elliott. Wow. You know, and you know they started out heavier and they went more rock. Right. But I was just like, man, I'm out of my element here. I've done a, a billion metal shows. And I can do this. But all, I see all these people. I see them coming in. And I'm just shaking at the table. I'm like, I'm going to give one of my heroes an award. And I knew when it was coming up. It was two awards away. And I'm just sitting at the table like. <laughs> I said, pour me two shots right now. Because we had, for some reason, we had Jaeger on our table. Imagine <laughs> that. And I'm like, pour me two shots right now. i got to calm down. <laughs> I was wow. just so amped to do it. So I went up there. And. I, I had notes what I wanted to say, what I wanted to address, and um, I just kind of winged it. I went up there. I didn't have paper in my hands, in my pocket, and I'm just looking at these people going, man, how am I going to wow these guys because they've seen it all?
3: Right.
1: And, you know, I don't know if I wowed them, but apparently I did good because Jimmy Page told me I did. And I never met Jimmy Page. I'm like, ah. wow, that's cool, dude. Thanks. <laughs> so Tony Alamey got the uh, Metal Guru Award. At the Classic Rock Awards, and the other ironic thing is, it was the only one presented by or uh, sponsored by Jagermeister. Cool. So that gave me my first in. I'm like, well, it's kind of ironic and appropriate that I'm giving this award because it's the only one sponsored by Jagermeister, and all the fans at Jagermeister, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I get into doing the Tony Iommi thing, and whatever I said, I still want to see it because you know, I, like I said, I winged it, knew what right. I kind of wanted to say, but. First thing Tony said when he got on the mic, he's like, wow, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wasn't trying to embarrass you, dude. I'm stoked about it. Right. right. But that, that was my big Tony Elmi story because for the longest time, we did, we did OzFest, what was it, 99? When um, that was like the Sabbath reunion, the big right. one that toured all over America. And I'm like, I'm so happy to be a part of that because I think that's important. I think it's awesome. Right. And I, could, I couldn't talk to, to Tony. He's a, he was the last dude. I, already, I got tipped in. I got KK, got them down. I take him to the bar, get him drunk, send him home. But Tony, man, he, he still had that effect on me. And um, after the 04 OzFest, I got a little bit better. But finally handing him an award, and after being so amped, you know, he's just a boy now.
3: Well, see, Tony. you had mentioned that uh, these guys were – people that you consider like up on a pedestal but to to mark and i you're you're one of those guys
1: well i i I know that i i hear about that from a lot of younger bands from a lot of people that have followed our career and of course i'm appreciative i think that's cool to even be mentioned in the in the same breath as those guys but i mean those guys are still that much bigger than me to me
2: cool And and when you look at iomi's career like what eras do you like? I'm sure you like the Ozzy era, but how about the Dio era? Well, the Ozzy, I
1: love the Dio era, man, because I saw them when they're called Heaven and Hell. I mean, realistically, they're Black Sabbath to right. me.
2: Right. To me too.
1: To yeah. everybody, to them, they probably are. Right. You know, but for some reason, they can't call it that. But I saw Heaven and Hell at Irvine Meadows, wherever the hell they call that now. But we were there, and man, and and oh, I got to tell you something that humbled me incredibly. We played Holland this last summer doing festivals and heaven and hell open for us. Wow. That's how that big cool. we are in Holland. Wow. That's, but let me put it in perspective when the band's on before me, I'm usually warming up. Right. So, you know, if I don't care about you or whatever, I won't even be on stage. Right. But I got my guitar on, I'm standing on stage left warming up watching Heaven and Hell.
3: Right. It's it's cool. Um,
2: it's almost like being on stage. It with was heaven it and was
1: hell. ominous. Dio sounds like the record every day. It's incredible.
2: Did you like the record they did with uh, Ian Gillen, "Born Again"?
1: You... I thought that one was okay. Yeah, night not your, not my favorite. favorite. Right. I think I think the Dio era, all of them are better. Dio is such such a powerful singer, man. And I realized that it, it was, um, like I said, Holland. Um, but it was I thought it was an injustice. Even I don't care how big we are in Holland. I thought it was an injustice that they were in front of us.
3: You know, you're right. The D.O. is spot on mm. all the time. And I noticed that when we saw Heaven and Hell, the first U.S. date,
1: which was at Radio City Music Hall in New York. And, he, he, uh, he takes full-on on. pride in what he does. Right. And that's what this is about. If you don't take pride in what you do, get out. Why are you wasting my time? Right. And he impressed the hell out of me because I hadn't seen him in probably ten years. And It was awesome. Can you see
3: Slayer doing it that far into the future? Yeah, he, did, he was I in his 60s now. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: I know. I can't. And I've said it a million times, when you go see Sabbath, they're Sabbath. You know, Tony has stood there for 30 years. He's never been different. So if he doesn't move around on stage, nothing's different than what it was 30 years ago. Right. Now, if we stopped headbanging and stopped... I mean, I don't run across the stage anymore. I think it's kind of silly when people do that. I mean, Maiden even still do that, but they always did. Um, I did. If, if the intensity of our performance fell out of what we could actually pull off, then I wouldn't want to do it because we've always been known for that.
2: I mean, but I'm sure so I still... can't
1: see it's 60 years old. I can't see myself doing that.
2: But still doing music of, of sorts. I mean, would you do a could solo be.
1: record ever? Or No, I got too many friends in the business, you know? Yeah. I mean, before Dime passed away, we talked about doing stuff.
2: I remember hearing that you were going to do maybe a Edgar Winters cover. Uh, no, where... we were
1: going to do... Um, this is, you know, the real deal. I talked to Dime about this. We're going to do snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. Right. Very cool. I mean, that would Zach have been was awesome. going to be involved with that, or well, that was a different tangent. Okay. We were going to we were going to do like a metal G three. Oh, oh wow, cool. Oh, that would be great. You know, that never really got past, you know, just you know, whispering in the corner here and there. Mm-hmm. But me and Dime were actually going to do snorting whiskey when they did um, the Damage Plan record, and they had some press going on, so it kind of. Had them full. Right. You know, and he's like, hey, come out tomorrow we can do this. I'm like, no, dude, we got forever to do this. I'm not in a hurry. And I was wrong. Wow. There
2: have been a number of these G three tours through the years. Are you a fan of guys like Satriani or Eric Johnson?
1: I think they're phenomenal players, and I would love to go see it. I've just never been in a city where I had a day off or at home when I had a day off when it was coming through. I would love to watch that, man. I mean, those are like incredible guitar players, you know? Right,
2: sure,
1: sure. It's like when I went and saw Ozzy a couple weeks ago at Staples Center.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, zombie's a friend of mine. They were opening, so I went and hung with him. Um, but I'll go watch Zach play guitar for an hour and a half. Yeah. Eight days a week. A amazing
2: player. I, John Five, who's playing with Zombies, zombie, is very, very good. You
1: too. know, yeah. I gotta say, no offense to John Five, when I went to that show, I, I turned around because my um, booking agent was standing at the soundboard with me who does them as well. And I'm like, his name's John. I'm like, John, where's the guitar? They are playing um, More Human Than Human. It's right. On my phone. Sorry, guys. That's a great ring. Well, it's the only one I can hear on this phone. Should have turned that off earlier. No problem. So I'm looking at John Dittmar, and I'm like, dude, where's the guitar? They're doing More Human Than Human.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, he's like, hear it. and he's playing Marshall. Wow. And I called Nick Bocott the next day, and I went, dude, is he still playing Marshall? Because I couldn't hear this riff, and that's a big riff. Right. As big as a riff as you can get with Rob Zombie. And what, was just low in the mix? It was, well, where I was standing, it was a lot of drums and Rob, which is what Rob likes. And right. That's wow. cool.
3: You know, back to uh, Dimebag and Pantera. Any great memories, which I'm sure there are, from the
1: Reinventing the Steel Tour? No, we did Extreme Steel. Wow. That was our tour. Re the steel. Actually, the real steel tour was Pantera and Soulfly, I believe.
3: Okay. Where's Mike?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think so Where's because the they came up to bang.
3: Soulfly and then the second leg was Mormon Angel and Static.
1: Oh, and there was a band called Slayer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! No! <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks of shows is the most amazing show. <laughs> But the what he the, said real, was, the okay. real Steel yeah. tour Was Soulfly And we were recording in Vancouver We were recording uh, God Hates Us All And um, you know Dime would always say Hey King come on play Hostile We always did If they came town and I was anywhere near them I would go up and stage play Hostile with them So I went down and I played Hostile And I think at that point When did um, so That was the last one right Steel. There wasn't one after yeah. that yeah, yeah I'm right
0: Guys going to Europe and 9/11 happened.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was later, but, um, so I'm playing hostile, of course, and going up on stage and doing, um, goddamn electric. Cool. That was fun. That was, that was something. Did you know
3: that, uh, Phil, um, had a road case that was, like, Right next to you, that said
1: like Phil's spot, and he watched you guys like pretty much every night on the side of the stage? I would see him from time to time, but I didn't see the road case. Right. But yeah, he, I mean, he me, loved you know, guys much. I mean, that me and the, me did. and those guys go back before Cowboys from hell. Wow. When did you first meet those guys, though? Um, probably Power Metal. Had to be Power Metal. Wow. But Power Metal was Phil's first band, so. Um, not Phil's, Phil's first contribution to Pantera. So after the hair went away, right. that's when they became Cowboys from Hell. Right. And, you know, maybe hanging out with, I remember it was me and Tom at this bar they played and they talked me into playing Raining Blood with them for some reason. Wow. And totally not my style at that point, even today. But I'm like, these guys are cool, I'm going to do it. And they left out the part that they changed the song a little bit. Oh, no. So I'm standing out there, holding my cock, going, <laughs> and
3: It's your my song! song. Yeah, it's <laughs> your song, and then you look like the one that doesn't know this. song. Yeah. But it's your song. Yeah. That's
2: uh, funny. When you're touring with, I guess you could say, more recent bands like Lamb of God and Children of Bodom and Mastodon on the Unholy Alliance tour, are these bands that you guys handpick to, to join you, or is that done by somebody else?
1: Well, there'll be like a pool of bands, you know, and this one, there was those few and maybe a couple others, and I can't remember who they were, but ones I didn't think were as strong, you know. I'm really glad I got to be on tour here and in Europe with Children of Bodom because Alexi is a fucking sick guitar player. Yeah. And I would go out every day and try to watch him and Yane, the keyboard player, play mm-hmm. together. It reminded me of um, Blackmore and whoever the keyboard player was in Deep Purple and Rainbow. Uh. They played so well together. That's how Alexi and Yane play together. It was it, y-
3: Yanni's awesome. parts sound like lead guitar to me. Like yeah, he plays and he, like that.
1: he'll sit there, and I hate this motherfucker for this. He'll sit there, he'll be playing with his hand and swigging a beer. <laughs> and just ripping it up on keyboard. Insane. Yeah. Especially with the left hand. Yeah, he's just yeah. ripping it on the keyboard, swigging heineken. Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm like, hey, you are cool. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> John Lord,
2: I think. Wasn't he the key Lord. Yeah, that's keyboardist. what somebody told me the other day. Yeah, John, yeah, Lord. John, John Lord. Lord
1: right. I, I couldn't remember the name. But that's what they remind me of.
2: Yeah, they have a new record coming out. They're I can't
1: wait. Now,
3: yeah. We were talking about awards before. What do you think of award shows like the Grammys?
1: You well, you I, have know? a Grammy. We got a Grammy last year. We're up for a Grammy this year, which is kind of odd. But... Um, Last year when I was talking about it, I wasn't informed and I said some wrong info. This year, you know, I'm voting because I finally, they made, <laughs> the only, I don't know how all the elders vote, but um, once you're uh, nominated for a Grammy, you're allowed to vote for Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, but you got you got to pay for it. You have to pay to vote. You have to pay to be a member. So I paid that last year. I went, okay, I'm going to do this. So now I understand. So when I go, I just got that that thing in the mail like five days ago for um, this year's Grammys. And what I found out, you go on, you can only vote for nine or ten that are in your kind of realm of what you're doing. Okay. So I always thought everybody could vote for everyone. And I thought that, you know, people that don't know anything about metal are voting for Slayer because we're a household name. We've Mm -hmm. been around forever. But I guess you can only vote for your genre. That's interesting. So, yeah, I just learned that.
3: Yeah.
2: So
1: it actually makes it more credible than yeah, any of us ever more, thought it more was. than
2: I thought it was. Right. So you're voting this year, but you're also up for a Grammy, so will you vote for yourself? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> right. I would vote for myself, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
3: Now, I, I wanted to talk about Christ Delusion, and uh, I'm pretty psyched, and I didn't know about this, that uh, the limited edition has a, a DVD and then like uh, some bonus stuff. Like, How did you guys decide to put that out?
1: Um, well, it went to a different record company For one our, uh, distributor So we had to It's got the extra song that we didn't finish On the original one, Final Six right. That's the one that's up for the Grammy um, It's got Eyes of the Insane video It's got behind the scenes From either Florida or Australia Or something or both Can't remember, because I watched it once And I'm like, yeah, I lived that, don't care
2: right.
1: You know, But to fans, <laughs> it's great Right. But sure. that's my life, I've been there so you know it, it's cool. it's got the lenticular cover of oh, cool, the hand right, where you can kind of turn it and it changes. It's got the, the stigmata on the hand. Right. It's awesome. And when they brought that up, I'm like, this is going to be horrible. It's going to look going to look like shit, but yeah, it, looks, it, turns it out looks looking cool. Looks I, I awesome: check it, out. it looks awesome.
3: I was wondering what the uh, like the background for the, the song cult was. Well, yeah, you no, know, the background, but how did you like? It's like somebody... it's
1: like you're in my neighborhood now. It's like being here. This is to me, it's like a little isolated Bible Belt, because there's so many people here that have, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about, not of this world. No, I,
3: I do now. Right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Here it's in this huge. area in Orange County. It's huge, man, not of this world. So I've already got spoofs of that for my T-shirt company. It's going to come out whenever I resurrect that, but. Um, just seeing all this stuff and thinking to myself, now, if I went out and said, if I had a big window sticker on the back of my car that said, atheist, who's going to get their car keyed? Right. right. Buy right, right. the Christian Brotherhood because I don't believe what they believe. So that's when I started thinking, you know, it's, it's like the biggest cult in the world, and that kind of worked itself into the song. But it was living here, seeing the billboards, you know, like God, God wants safe. you right. to do this. God says do this. I'm like, no, that's not what God tells me. God hates me because I'm sitting in traffic. If God loved me, I would have like a super Carry King Lane that went <laughs> on its own. <laughs> Everybody would have one, you know what I mean? So it's just, you know, I, I take a perspective and I just magnify it ridiculously. And that's right. where I got that song. Is
3: that how you got the inspiration for the title God Hates Us All from
1: that? I think I got that off a billboard that said, I can't remember what it was about. And I think it said something about, um, you know, at the end, said, remember, God loves you all. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. God hates me. My life's not perfect.
2: <laughs> Except for Carrie King, the atheist. <laughs> 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 My
1: life's not perfect, you know, and I, I turned that into everybody, not just me, because if I said it about me, that's kind of like, I'll never write a song like that. You know, I want it to incorporate and be valuable to everyone. So... Everyone's like me, you know. You see me after a show. You see me here. You know, I'm hanging with you guys. You see me after a show. I'm hanging with the fans, unless we're in like an arena and they can't get to us. Right. But you know, I'm just like them. I just met three guys that made me better. Cool.
2: Cool. Do you, do you follow politics much? And are you worried about these guys like Huckabee and stuff? Who seem to be I, so
1: man? I stay out of politics like the plague. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> He's, uh, I don't, you know, yeah, you know why? Know. You know why? Because everyone in Europe, that's all they want to talk about.
2: American wow. politics. American yeah. politics.
1: Yeah. And I found that out 10 years ago. And I didn't know then. So now I just, on my own, just stay away from it because I don't want to get into these conversations. I'm like, you want to talk music? You want to talk whatever we're doing? That's cool. You want to talk politics? Talk to a politician. Sure.
2: How about, speaking of music, black metal, uh, a lot of, Violent acts, a lot of kind of extreme bands coming out of uh, places like Norway, Norway. And, and Sweden. The violent
1: acts are very odd. Um, and I know you can pretty directly link that to us. Well, because a lot they of them, had to come yeah, from somewhere. A lot of them cite
2: Slayer as an influence. Slayer, yeah.
1: Venom. Um, but, you know, when Slayer came around, it was about playing a gig. From, at, at that point when we came out, I wasn't drinking. But my boys are drinking, so it was right. like, you know, drinking and playing a gig and having fun. You know, it wasn't about taking the life of a band that's our nemesis so I can be stronger because of it. Um, I mean, that, that's, it's a very, um, what do you want to say, linked to, that's word I'm looking for. It's a very old idea, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, and to me, it's like, hey. I'm playing a band. I'm having fun. Much as I hate people in the business, I'm not going to take their life. I mean, for one, I'll be in jail. That sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for two, it doesn't make me better. You know, makes me a killer, actually. So, you know, it's just a different vibe, I think. Um, I think maybe, like,
3: two more questions.
2: Oh, okay. Uh... I got
3: one about just, like, writing. Is that cool? Yeah, cool. go for it, Jim.
1: Now, when you're on the road, do you do any songwriting? 99% no. Because when I'm on, ro- <laughs> when I'm on the road, it's pretty much a party. Cool. I like um, that. And, you know, all my opening bands are welcome to be there, too. And usually they know that. Sometimes it takes some prying to get them in there. But it's like, come on, man. Wow. But I think um, now I do want to write more on the road because I know we don't have as big a window as we did 10 years ago. So... You know, I think about that, and I do... I know I have, like I just told you, i got six months off before I go on the road again. i got to work on something, make something happen. Do
3: you guys um, uh, plan to uh, do some writing, then go on the road, and then go back in and record after that? like, like the it, next de- stint? it
1: depends. I can't imagine recording before we go on the road, because right. that's, too, that's too quick. Too quick, right. And we don't have... I don't have the ideas. I haven't talked to Jeff in three months, so I don't know what he's got, but... Um, You know, typical Slayer style isn't to do that. But if we get killer ideas before we go out in July, we go out in July, play a little bit, come home for a month, go back to Europe again, play again, and, um, you know, just stomach what we have. Maybe after that we can record before we come back to the States. And uh, I just think it's really
3: cool that you, Jeff, and Tom, and even to to an extent, Dave, just have stayed together this long. You know what 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 do you credit that to
1: i've seen a lot of bands that get um, too full of themselves split up and to me the only thing i see is you take away from the whole everything's less and although me and jeff have fought over the years still one of my best friends <clears throat> me and tom have fought over the years still my lead singer one of my best friends right we make each other better. Um, and even though I got a million friends in the business, million guys wanna play with me, I wanna play, you know, be a part of what they're doing, but my first thing I gotta do is slayer. And that still takes all my time. Great. It's a great attitude.
2: And uh, we can edit this out if if you don't want to talk about it yet, but you are launching a new website soon? Oh the
1: Snake website.
2: I don't know. You mentioned to us at the bowling alley you're going to be doing a new website. So,
1: I, I... Man, I got a lot of websites. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got the the reptiles, which we'll see in a moment. Um,
2: are you the, other one, a the other one
1: was my t shirt one. Okay. I've okay. had that forever. But last couple of years, I've been paying attention to Slayer. So that site went away because I, all my time went to Slayer. But we are going to do it again, KFK Ministries. We got great ideas, it's going to be fun hateful shirts that you expect me to make and you'd love to wear and um you know i'm home until july so before then it probably will come out again excellent cool well carrie thank you so much for I joining us and oh
3: just two more questions um uh when you guys do raining blood have there been any like small tap mishaps that you kind of like laughed about afterwards or like on the, the dvd of the show
1: like we're doing the blood yeah or just a song when, when the blood's coming. <coughs> well, that was only that one tour. Mm-hmm. We did it um, as a one-off for the DVD on OzFest 2004 Slayer Slipknot Show in, um, shit, where was that, Maine? And that was a one-off, so there was no dress rehearsal, there was no anything. It either works or it doesn't. And it did, and it was awesome. And then we wanted to take it out for the Jaeger tour in 2004. And... um the people that did the original one priced themselves way out of the equation. We're like, we're using, we're not using it as like six times. We're using it for a week. We can't pay six times what it costs that day. You know, you're going on tour, and this has to be it. And they didn't get it, so we had to devise a different way to do it because we wanted to do it for Jaeger second year, uh, second uh, U.S. Jaeger tour in a row, and um, you know it was hit and miss it was it was good some nights it wasn't good other nights some nights we didn't do it because maybe tom was sick maybe i was sick but um it was fun but mishaps the video absolutely because when it goes dark for rain and blood we had a x to go to and there's this bucket of thick blood stuff that was supposed to land on us and it did and i felt it and i went maybe this isn't the best for my guitar you know, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe it's, the strings aren't even going to work. I don't know. So I got out of it, and I thought at the end of that night that I would have to go redo every guitar thing I did for that song, and I didn't. Wow. It, I thought I was struggling because that stuff was like oil. It was like WD-40 on my neck. Right. And <laughs> I just thought it sucked, but it was actually pretty good. I didn't overdub anything.
3: Great. Cool. And then uh, last time. Um, you guys are like one of the forefathers of thrash. Are there any bands that you see around, um, you know, more recently in this decade that you think are doing the thrash thing
1: well? Well, I like um, Demiricus is a band on Metal Blade. I like their first album. Second one, I enjoy but I don't like as much as the first one, but they're trying to be something different. I understand that. Um, Chimera, they're good friends of mine. uh, Got great records. Um, The the presence of them on stage reminds me of us around our first or second record. Who else? I mean, I may have the timeline wrong, but anymore, Arch Enemy, they're ruling with Angela. It's great, it's phenomenal. We in, flames, like, yeah. in Flames, In Flames is badass. Um, Machine had last two records. Where'd they come back from? It's ridiculous how good they are. And I know we'll be touring with them end of '08 beginning of a nine because they're just doing everything right, and it's awesome. All right. Great. Good.
0: Um,
2: can we get a,
1: um, just a <coughs> talking metal ID, hey this is Kerry King from Slayer and you're watching Talking Metal on Fuge. Hey,
3: The second coming heaven down to the core of the earth in (laughs) hell with slayer wow Uh, south of heaven the core of the earth okay man let's get out of here dude thank you guys for listening to the 200th episode of talking metal pick out a random metal tune from
2: your ipod um let's see here uh this is zimmer's whole it's uh Devin Townsend is behind this excellent and uh this is called we rule the f*n land the deal is John and I are trying not to curse but uh we allow our guests to curse and our uh music can also contain curse words correct and that's for the time being we will be back with full Cursing. cursing and yeah. wackiness. F word, C word, you name it. It'll right. be uh, it'll be appearing here on Talking Metal. The Let's podcast. do one more
3: Talking Metal toast to the 200th episode of Talking Metal. Cheers!
2: Cheers! Cheers. Right. Zimmer's Hole.
3: Thank you, guys. GoDaddy.com.